reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Once again to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. And this week, we're looking at Doom Patrol number forty-eight from October nineteen ninety-one. Well, cover date October ninety-one. Mm-hmm. Grant Morrison, Richard Case, Scott Hanna. Is that a new inker? Scott Hanna, maybe, maybe not. I have not been paying attention to my inkers. Shame on you, sir. I think it's, I think it is new. John McKenna is that an anchor? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't recall either. I haven't paid attention, but then again, no one expects me to. So <laughs> there you go. Either way, we got a cover here by Simon Bisley. That is very heavy metal, very creepy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All sorts of weird, weird stuff going on in this one. Weird, sexy stuff going on. The weird transsexual bodybuilder in the background. <laughs> yes. And the... Lots uh, of big lips and tongues. Uh-huh. Excellent. Crazy. Excellent, excellent. Alrighty, let's dive in here. Okay, so we left off, I think, with Crazy Jane going sexy crazy. Yeah, yeah. She's having a little... I'm having a moment. She was having a moment. However, now all of Happy Harbor is having a moment because we... Uh, Open up on Happy Harbor, and we get we get narrated that by uh, a couple of new characters. They're blue, and they've got like a tiny little schnibble of blue hair hanging down onto their foreheads, and they appear in the town in these little pyramids, and they are the hairy pyramids. <laughs> hairy pyramids, yeah. The sex men. They're the sex men. Excellent. Cuddle, kiss, and torture. (laughs) Excellent. Yep. They've come because there's all this sexy energy going on in Happy Harbor. And it is not okay. I mean, I guess regular sexy energy is fine, but this is off the chart sexy. They've got overload of orgone. That's right. Totally. Excuse me. So, uh, are you familiar? Are you familiar with the concept of orgone? Orgone? I don't think I am. I think I'm totally new to it. Uh uh-uh. Back in the '30s, there was a guy named Wilhelm Reich, and he was all he was convinced that the entire universe was permeated with this uh, life force, sort of a universal sex energy, <laughs> sort of the, the anti-entropic principle of the universe. Oh, that's kind of cool. So he would he, he would build these little these cabinets, these contraptions that you would sit in, and supposedly they would draw the ozone from or the orgone, sorry, from the <laughs> universe and bring them into you and make you healthier, <laughs> or something. That sounds awesome. Or or something, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> he, he eventually got taken down by the uh, U.S. Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> for for uh, making false and misleading claims. Oh, well. Poor Wilhelm Reich. He was on to something, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
Alrighty, so there's Orgone floating through the air of Happy Harbor. And the sex men, they're coming to clean it up. Yeah, yeah, one of them says, yeah, you can almost taste that Orgone. Queer taste, like battery acid. <laughs> they figure there's something supernatural going on, but they're going to clean up the town. With their big pink guns. With their big pink guns, yes. There's nothing... Uh, there's no sexual uh, symbolism in this book at all. Not at all. Just, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Anything that you think is sexual is it's entirely in your own mind. That's right. It's all it's all on you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get lots of scenes of what's going on in Happy Harbor. There we got men humping lamp posts and and uh, folks tattooing each other. <laughs> One tattooing her boyfriend as a Soviet Union while she's. Uh, decked out as the American country there before they go at it. A whole oh, yeah. football field full of bouncing cars. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh, this is lovely. The doctors and nurses are uh, working on the coma patients trying to find or create new pleasure orifices. <laughs> I love that panel just for the doctor on the left-hand side who just like, he's just like chilling out with the smoke. He's like, eh, really casual with the whole deal. <laughs> Scalpel in one hand, cigarette in the other. La la la. <laughs> oh man, it's hilarious. It's very, it is, it is, it is. And the woman licking her lips at the uh, fire hydrant. At the fire hydrant, I know. <laughs> hubba hubba, baby. Hubba hubba. <laughs> so of course the sex men they got their work cut out for them and of course this is all the nefarious plan of of uh, shadowy Mr. Evans so we check in on him and he's of course very pleased this is all going very nicely indeed do hurry Clanky you skipped over Crazy Jane oh my gosh yeah 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 uh, tentacle action oh yes i totally well she's blonde i forgot that's right i yeah. forgot she's wearing the wig so yes crazy jane is all going banana cakes there with apparently the, the her uh, <laughs> the power that this personality exhibits is uh making inanimate objects animate yes <laughs> very very animate <laughs> she's enjoying it for sure ectoplastic mannequins for her own shameless gratification <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All righty. So, shadowy Mr. Evans is uh, chatting with his little flunky there, Clanky. And uh, and he gets Clanky to up the periscope on his head so he can see what's going on. And he's, of course, desire runs rampant. All things they've ever dreamed of doing or being are real at last. Libido unchained, Clanky. Gives me the strength to continue down my lonely and criminally unacknowledged path. Let's have a look at the carnal excitement I've introduced into these bland lives. Isn't it just... And of course he stops because as he's looking through the periscope, we get Big Cliff. And uh, he's like, good heavens, down periscope, Clanky. And who are you, he says, blowing a big puff of smoke into Cliff's face. (laughs) And Cliff is, of course... Funny you should say that. I was just about to ask you the same question as he gets up in Mr. Uh, Evans' face there. Oh, yeah, up in his grill. That's right. I say, says Mr. Clanky. <laughs> or no, sorry, Mr. Evans. I say, 
Then things get really crazy. If things weren't crazy before, they are crazy now. We're in the Doom Patrol headquarters, and we, we hook up there with Joshua, and he's decked out in sort of a Green Lantern uniform, kind of. Well, it's that's a, no, that's his Doom Patrol uniform. It's got that stylized uh, logo oh, the that DP, Chris Jim yeah, made yeah. up for a couple issues ago. Yes. Alrighty. Well, the D and the P. Yes, he's wearing it. It does look very Green Lantern, though. He looks kind of like John Stewart. <laughs> he really does. He really does. So he uh, runs into uh, the chief who's wearing his big hyper hat. Because <laughs> it's awesome. It's like it's like Cerebro Plus. It's a, plus a Kirby-esque machine with that, like a helmet attached to it. Yes. And uh, Josh says, Cliff and Jane, they're in big trouble. And the chief is like, I know. I know Joshua. Go prepare the Doom Saloon. <laughs> the Doom Saloon? <laughs> That's awesome. And with those wise words, the chief returns to his mind thing. But don't despair, action lovers. For within moments, this is, uh, <laughs> I love the, uh, the narrator this issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the narration has gone all sort of. The narration. Or going wonky along with the rest of the. Uh, totally. Um, totally, totally. So they get into their big doom jet, unless that's the doom saloon. I think it is. <laughs> it's kind of like the fantastic car, but yeah, very much, very much like that. <laughs> and the chief is wearing a big red cape. <laughs> directly that's awesome. Face from the back. He's just got a suit on and then a big red cape. Yes. Like, uh, who used to wear that? The red hood. The red hood was the same yeah, way. Yeah. Not a green suit, but you know, red no. cape. <laughs> He, of course, is not going to wear a hood, the chief, because that would mess up his beard and hair. That's right. All righty. So he's probably going to figure out it's him when he gets out of the uh, car in the wheelchair and stuff. (laughs) That would probably be a giveaway. Yes. All right. So uh, Dorothy is like, I think I can see Mr. Steele, but who's that with him? And (laughs) Joshua says, I have a hunch it might just be our old nemesis, the Mocker. And as we've learned to our cost in the past, menace is the mocker. <laughs> Some very Marvel comics uh, That's right. action going on here. You're right, Joshua. Take us down and sound the action klaxon. Ruga we get going in the background as Josh hops out of the big flying machine and Cliff just looks at it and he's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's okay, Cliff. We're here, and we love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> so oh, there... Uh, I have a, a child... A child in distress. In distress. Hold Sound on. the action klaxon. Sound the action klaxon. <laughs> oh, God. Everybody. Excellent, because you would hate to have bad hair. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So we've got... Uh, the two Doom Patrollers, they jump out of their jet and they start hugging on Cliff there while uh, the Chief is playing his little action klaxon. And <laughs> Cliff is like, what the hell? What are you just, what did you just do to me? And we realize it was all a dream. Shadowy Mr. Evans says, ha, a scene from a rather amusing little dream I'm working up for you. I hope that snippet will teach you to be a little less vigorous when dealing with a man in my hopelessly delicate medical condition. It's just not... And then, of course, the sex men come in and they're like, Handy Hawk, asshole. 
They oh, said better words. They did. And it's not even vertigo yet. Oh my gosh. I know. Wow. My goodness. Oh dear, says shadowy Mr. Evans. But <laughs> the sex men are like, we're through with this wet dream shit. Reach for the sky or die. Well, they mean business. They do. But of course, then we get a subplot. And we know it's a subplot because it says right on the page, subplot. subplot. <laughs> and we're taken to Venice. Mm-hmm. Venice with Dr. Silence. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> I love the way he thinks. I imagined it, sort of, perhaps. Just imagine the splot, it, the stain, I, and he pulls a blanket off of this painting, which is all smooshied up, and there's a big stain on it, and it's getting bigger. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Oh, the tension. The, the tension. <laughs> the drama. Yes. And just when you think you can't stand it, we go back to the sex men. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to uh, take in the shadowy Mr. Evans. They're going to read him his rights, but he's like, oh, that is too ridiculous. I shan't have it. And uh, he does his little thing. He blows out a smoke ring, and the smoke ring gets bigger, and it kind of goes right around the neck of Cuddle and cuts his head right off. That's one wicked smoke ring. The head goes popping up into the air and then just bounces around the ground for a little while. And uh, the... the, uh, one sex man is like, damn, what do we do now? And Cliff is like, why don't you try mouth-to-mouth? <laughs> Never helpful, that Cliff. He is. And so, Torture picks up Cuddle and cradles his head in his arms there. And Cuddle is like, I feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Shadowy Mr. Evans is like, I've had enough. How dare you hideous creatures treat me in this shabby fashion. Don't you know who I am? And Cliff just says, You're going to be the guy they pound in five pieces unless you give me some answers, pal. Sticks and stones, has it been so long? Have you all forgotten? Look at me. I am the life force, the sex ray, the thrill of living that accompanies the awareness of the presence of death. Odal Baraka Walken? I'm sure that means something. Mm. I don't know what it means, however. haven't come across that in my readings yet. Mm. However... <laughs> Baraka, he was one of the characters from uh, Mortal Kombat, if I remember correctly. Wasn't he the guy who had swords for hands? Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I could be misremembering. Maybe. <laughs> in the end... Probably doesn't matter. Yeah, because Mr. Evans, he is Satan. And Cliff is like, Satan, my ass. <laughs> and, of course, the shadowy Mr. Evans is all huffy. I beg your pardon. It's true. I was the much misunderstood snake on the tree, the true and sacred symbol of death and rebirth and wisdom. I was the spiral of initiation, the bringer of knowledge. Time and time again, I've selflessly endeavored to lift the chains of sordid repression from the shoulders of mankind. Time and time again, he does like to talk. You've oh, yeah. rejected me in favor of Mad Aeldabaoth, Beoth, the stern and frowning dad of this world, Clanky. You must forgive Clanky, a heart of gold, but legs of pure tin. On second thought, let's not forgive the little imp at all. It only encourages his disobedience. And you are a clumsy nuisance, Clanky. And he kicks away his cane and the 
Poor little guy falls under the ground. He loses his glasses. Any questions, gentlemen? <laughs> what are they doing? To, are they, like, sticking... It looks like they're uh, sticking... He's trying to put a, a post up, up the neck of... <laughs> up the neck. Turn him into a little marionette or something. Mm. Yeah, what bug house did you sneak out of? You think we're fooled by that crock of shit? We're taking you in, Buster. Don't try any of your grubby tricks. And <laughs> he snaps his fingers. Tricks? Let me show you something, you grotesque little brute. So he snaps his fingers in there. Looks to be in another dreamscape there. He's <laughs> riding a train on top of a of a roller coaster. People like you, by seeking to restrict the erotic urge, have aligned themselves with the negative forces of unlife and undeath. Your kind are responsible for crippling the spirit of humanity and the horrible price of servitude to Ayal de Beoth must shortly be paid. <laughs> Spare us the purple prose, asshole. <laughs> I'd rather be purple than gray, you charmless lout. And uh, he sends the train off its tracks there, spiraling off into a, a little family scene there where some children are fighting over a doll and mom's reading her suburban lifestyle magazine and dad's reading his newspaper. Look here, this sad tableau of ordinary life, innocent men, women, and children crushed by repression, unable to express their true desires. But mark my words, that frustrated energy finds its way out, eventually in the twisted form of neurosis, heart disease, cancer. Mankind is sick, sick, sick. Shame and guilt are only symptoms of that sickness. Free the body and free the mind is but one of my mottos. Of course, I reserve the right to mercilessly torture those who see fit to criticize my efforts. <laughs> Perhaps if you'd listened to me in the first place, we could have avoided the Holocaust, which lies ahead. Beware the candle maker is all I intend to say on that subject for the moment. Now, if you'd like to look up ahead, you'll see the pulsing heart of my little... Oh, dear. And we get Crazy Jane all laid out sexy-like on a bed. Well, hello. <laughs> Why don't you all come and join the party? Now, when he's saying, behold the candle maker, that's the probably maker, something. Yeah. Uh, we, we've we seen Dorothy doing stuff with candles. Yes. But we haven't seen the candle that maker is relevant. yet. It will be, or it will become relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did they mention candles and stuff earlier on in the series? Something makes me think Rhea... There were candles. Uh, no, it was mostly Dorothy. Mostly Dorothy. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure it. that's when the the thread started coming in about that. Okay, and basically, basically when she had the candle maker take care of the telephone god. Right, 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 right. Is when you first there we go. get the idea that it's it's actually a, it's a being of some sort. That's right, and they're all connected there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, we'll find out more about candle maker. I'm sure later. Oh yes, we will. For now, Crazy Jane. Ooh, but first an ad for Black Canary. Woohoo! Oh, fishnets and everything. Fishnet oh, art by Trevor Von Eden. Oh yeah. And Dick Giordano. Oh, that would have been a good mini series. I don't think I ever read that one. I don't think so. I think I read a couple of issues of the ongoing that came after, but hmm. Trevor Von Eden didn't stick on it long, I don't think. Oh, I miss him. They need he him in the new fifty two. 
No, huh? I know. <laughs> they need him in the new 52. <laughs> they don't want anybody that people might actually like. <laughs> yes. They wouldn't even give Jerry Ordway work, for Christ's sakes. Uh, yes. I hear you. All righty. Trevor Von Eden, wherever you are, I'll raise a glass to you and and say a little thriller prayer or something. Mm-hmm. All righty. Okay, we go back to Italy. Venice, I guess. With Mr. Mr. Silence. I think that's his name. Dr. Silence. Dr. Silence, yes. he's wonderful. He didn't go all the way through <laughs> mad medical school to become <laughs> Mr. Silence. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm disrespecting his title. No kidding. <laughs> all the work he did. <laughs> I know. You're right. Dr. Silence is wandering the halls of Venice. A trick of the memory and the light. Yes. Measure... <laughs> measure it and then his thought bubble breaks down and he finally says something he says ah. well the the splot on the painting is even bigger takes up nearly the whole thing that's right nothing good will come of that <laughs> mm. however we'll go visit crazy jane who's still doing her sexy pose oh yeah <laughs> and the sex men are like who is this this jezebel <coughs> Excuse me. I haven't a clue. She's certainly not one of mine. She says, I'm the Scarlet Harlot. There must be one man among you. And Cliff says, don't anyone touch her. Are you kidding, says the uh, sex man. I wouldn't touch her with a barge pole. We were warned about that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> and way over in the uh, corner, we uh, meet the guy that Shadowy Mr. Evans used as a ashtray last issue. He's uh, hanging out in his chair with his head pulled back by a big cannonball. Help me. <laughs> and Shadowy Mr. Evans is looking on uh, Crazy Jane. He thinks she looks kind of sweet. Cliff promises to help the guy. Don't worry, I'll get you out of there. No, I deserve it for criticizing his singing. But I know how you can send him away. You have to get him to say these five words in reverse order. Ooh, very mixy, all piddlicky. Mm-hmm. All righty, so shadowy Mr. Evans says, Oh, a provocative little minx that you are. Cover your sensitive eyes, Clanky. Doesn't matter, you've smushed his glasses on the dirt. He can't see anything anyway, I'm sure. He's also not covering his eyes. He's got <laughs> fingers way open so he can see anyway. That's right, let me see. There must be one of you, says Crazy Jane. Why don't you try me? And sex man on a stick is like, oh, I'm game. <laughs> Shut up, That's right. Take away the body and he's all about the sex. That's right. <laughs> and uh, they're offering to put Crazy Jane in one of their uh, chastity harnesses. <laughs> Why don't you try me, she says. None of you can match up to daddy. And Cliff comes over and he says, Mr. Evans, hey. Guy back here says, you're a pretty hot crooner. Think you could treat us to a rendition of my favorite song? Well, that's the most humane treatment I've had all day. I'd be delighted to sing for you. What would you like to hear? How about the theme to the love boat, says Cliff. I've got the words right here. Just follow the bouncing ball. Oh, lottery, sheet music, single-handed kneecap. And suddenly he realizes, oh, you trickster, you. I fully intend to return, you know, he says as he gets sucked into a big purple vortex. I'm one of the harbingers of the forthcoming apocalypse, after all. You'll see. And then he's gone, and 
<laughs> they do one of those. Who used to do those? Uh, not Neil Adams. I think he did some. Anyway, he vanishes into a big vortex that spells out weird menace. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Will Eisner spirit kind of thing? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they used to do it on Dead Man all the time, too. Anyway, Cliff is like, give me a break. <laughs> Which, more or less, brings this report to an end. He came to an agreement with the tramp in the red dress. So oh, these are all the people that uh, were having their little sexy times. Mm-hmm. They've all they've all kind of worked it out, and the remaining sex men, you know, they vanish. They vanish. They said, or she said, if she couldn't get satisfaction in real life, she'd at least be sure of it in her dreams. Disgusting, I know, but the end justifies the means. All that remained was to gather up some residual sex energy for the private stores of the secret chiefs of staff, and our job was done. We came, we cleaned up, we left without a word of thanks. Just another day for the sex men. <laughs> and as they vanished, Cliff is like, who were those lunatics? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which, of course, brings us to the one member of the Doom Patrol we haven't seen, which is Rebus, who last we saw had unbandaged and uh, was getting all buggy. Yeah. So now we see in Rebus's room a whole bunch of those empty Russian dolls and some bugs kind of crawling around, some green goo on the ground, and a couple of wrapped bandages on the ground, and maybe a body, kind of, sort of, all uh, twisted and desiccated-like. And Josh is telling Cliff, I don't know what's going on in Rebus's room, but I don't like it. Larry's not responding to your calls? No, listen, is Jane okay? You know, I had the weirdest dream about you two. Jane's fine, I think. <laughs> Here, can you hear it? So they're right outside of Rebus's room. Yeah, it's like breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, it's screwing. Someone's screwing there. I wish it was me. <laughs> and she's all like leaned up against the door. Can't you get the door opened? Um, no. It refuses to respond, even to the override. Cliff says, ah, figures. All right, stand back. And he bursts in. And he says, Larry, are you in there? And Crazy Jane is like, see, I told you, screwing. And there's like a big circle of green energy, and it's just kind of swirling around the middle of the room, I guess, with little spectacle or little specks of negative energy floating around. (laughs) Well, I guess uh, she's the expert. I I bow to her... uh... Interpretation of events. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> there we go. Sort of a done in one, sort of, with a big cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very, very good. I uh, I liked it. I like it when Morrison gets all kind of goofy. Yeah. Goofy yeah. Morrison is fun. All righty. Anything special in the letters page here? Hmm. Not really. Nope. Uh, yep, I think that's about it. Alrighty, so that brings us to the end of this issue. Doom Patrol 48, done and done. And if you want to chat about it, you can wander over to our website, which is doompodtroll.com. And all the episodes are up there, and you can comment on any of them if you would like. 
And there's also our email. You can send us an email to... <coughs> I'm sorry. Doompodtroll at gmail.com. And we will happily read any emails you might have sent. Yes. Please. Please. <laughs> send us something. All right. One of the two of, one of the two of you out there, send us something. <laughs> just so we know you're both still alive. That's right. We're worried. <laughs> We're so worried. All righty. In the meantime, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.